0: be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil by doing good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, it is a truly natural reaction for us as human beings to be outraged at perceived injustice. Injustices introduce a certain inequality to society and ought to be corrected. St. Thomas counts vengeance not as a vice, but as a virtue, a sub-virtue connected to that of justice. Our saint writes, Vengeance consists in the infliction of a penalty upon one who has sinned. Accordingly, in the matter of vengeance, we must consider the mind of the avenger, for if his intention is directed chiefly to the evil of the person on whom he takes vengeance and rests there, Then his vengeance is altogether unlawful because to take pleasure in another's evil belongs to hatred which is contrary to the virtue of charity whereby we are bound to love all men nor is it an excuse that he intends the evil of one who has unjustly inflicted evil on him as neither is a man excused for hating one that hates him for a man may not sin against another just because the latter has already sinned against him since this is to be overcome by evil, which is forbidden by the Apostle who says, Be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil by good. In this passage, St. Thomas quotes St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, this passage which is read at today's Mass, where the Apostle warns the neophytes of Rome to be on guard against revenge. Revenge, while certainly a natural reaction, Is nonetheless sinful. It consists in returning evil for evil. While it is perfectly licit to inflict a just punishment on the perpetrator of a crime, it is only so when done under the right conditions, by the right authority, and for the right reasons. Too often when we perceive that we, privately and individually, have been the victims of some injustice, we set out to take revenge into our own hands. Notice how I say, a perceived injustice. For oftentimes what we consider to be a great affront to our honor or reputation is nothing other than a joke misinterpreted or the revelation of the truth, the truth which damages our self-love and our pride. It is in these situations where we let our passions take control all too frequently. In the desire to repair what we consider an injustice done, we give way to revenge, unleashing a variety of sins, those of gossip, detraction, discord, contention, sometimes physical violence, all of which directly harm the virtue of charity, that charity which should mark the life of every Christian. All too easily, we forget the clear and unequivocal statement of our Savior himself, If one should strike thee on thy right cheek, turn him the other. Love your enemies. Do good to those who persecute you. Each time we desire to take justice into our own hands, we usurp God's almighty power. Revenge is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. He who seeks to revenge himself shall find vengeance from the Lord, we read in the Book of Wisdom. Let us not forget that it is according to to the measure that we forgive others, that we shall be forgiven. If you will not forgive men, neither will your Father forgive you, our Savior says. Our holding on to grudges, our pettiness and littleness, all prevent God from forgiving us our offenses and put up obstacles to his mercy and the working of his divine grace in our hearts. How much uglier then when our grudges put us at odds with those whom we should hold the most dear, our family members, fellow Catholics, and fellow Christians. Our grudges make a mockery of the Our Father on our lips. Each time we pray the Our Father, we then wish a lie. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others. Our hardness of heart and unwillingness to forgive makes us unfit to receive the sacraments. As our Savior says himself, if therefore, you offer your gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has anything against you, leave your altar, your offering before the altar, and go first to be reconciled with your brother, and then come and you shall offer your gift. Our Lord says in today's gospel, by healing our Lord in today's gospel, by healing the leper and the servant of the centurion, teaches us to make no distinction of persons, not to despise others simply because they're sinners or infidels. But to welcome all with loving kindness. He does not wish the good to enclose themselves in a little circle, but to open the doors to everyone, doing good to all without concerning themselves about the traits and opinions of others. All men are the children of God, and our charity, like the mercy of our Heavenly Father, should be extended to all men. We must cast aside our initial thoughts and reactions our pettiness which can fester and become a horrible obstacle to charity and ultimately to our salvation. Rather than returning evil for evil, we must overcome evil by doing good. We should also reflect often upon the fact that God is always ready and eager to pardon and forgive us and so forgive and pray for our enemies. Look to Jesus, who after having suffered the most terrible torture while being nailed to the wood of the cross, pray, Father, forgive them. Thus, we shall avoid falling into this fault of vengeance and unforgiveness, which is so hateful in God's eyes, injurious to our neighbor, and disastrous for our own souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.